Welcome back to the Mess to Success podcast. I am your host, Jordan, and today's episode, oh my gosh, you guys, this episode is... amazing if I don't say so myself. I was so fortunate to actually get to interview Maddie Burton. Um, So that's Maddie Burton Fitness on Instagram and she is absolutely incredible. Um, She really helps women gain confidence through moving their bodies and changing their mindsets. Um, She also really you know, shares how to show up online with confidence and authenticity. Her social media is such like a a safe space, if that makes sense. Like she just shows up with so much authenticity, confidence, realness. Um, and she also shares about her health journey as well. She has endo and she shares about that, which I think is so inspiring. Um, and we also got to chat about how she went from working in a cafe to being the CEO and director of her own company. Uh, and her own company is Your Bliss, which is a cruelty-free natural and vegan perfume company. They smell absolutely divine. And the great thing about Your Bliss is that it doesn't contain any of the nasty chemicals that can have an effect on our bodies. So Maddie was an absolute delight to chat to and she shared so many incredible stories from, you know, showing up online, her health and fitness journey, and, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and really stepping into that. She's so inspiring and I really think you guys are going to love this episode. So without further ado, enjoy. Welcome to the Mess to Success podcast. My name is Jordan and I'm a life and empowerment coach for creative women who are ready for more and want the tools and support to get there. This podcast shares the no BS reality of building the life of your dreams. Whether it's gaining clarity on your purpose, setting and achieving huge goals, showing up with authenticity and flow, or building the confidence to unleash your power onto the world, on this podcast, we share it all. Sit back, relax, and enjoy as we embark on this journey together. This is the Mess to Success podcast. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Maddie. Thank you so much for joining us. I am absolutely honored to have you here. Uh, thanks, Jordan. Um, so I have a question with, you know, this being the Mess to Success podcast, and I find that everyone's answer to this question is so different and so unique. So I always like to ask, what does success mean to you? Okay. I think over my life, it's changed a lot. Um, But I think it's really for me is about when I go to bed every day and feel really fulfilled. And that can be with anything. Um, I just feel like, yeah, if I'm fulfilled, I feel like I've had a successful life. I've had a successful day. Whereas I think previously I had these really humongous dreams and goals. And if I wasn't um, full steam ahead, hustle every day, then I felt like I wasn't worthy, but I've definitely changed my mindset around that now. And it's more about, you know, um, how do I impact the people in my life and, you know, who have I got surrounding me and um, how do I feel about myself when I like look in the mirror and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's how I would define it for myself. Yeah. I love that. That's an incredible answer. And that's why I think it's such a great question because um, so often it much more is about the feeling and the fulfillment and, you know, waking up feeling good instead of waking up in a mansion and waking up with this much money or this many followers. It's about the feeling and and feeling good every day. So I love that. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Um, So for anyone who is listening, who doesn't know who you are, can you give us a snapshot of who you are and what you do and what you're about? Sure. So I'm Maddie. I'm 27 and I live in Brisbane um, with my husband and I have some fur babies that I love more than life itself. (laughs) Um, So I have recently started working for myself full time. It's probably been just over a year now. 
but yeah, I launched my own clean perfume company two years ago. Um, but prior to that, thank you. <laughs> prior to that, I was a personal trainer. Um, I was a professional dancer. I've managed cafes. Like I've done a bunch of things. I worked in like on t- the online retail space. Um, but yeah, I just, I really enjoy working for myself. I think that's always where I wanted to be. Like I, I did definitely like growing up, I always wanted to be a dancer. And that was like what I put on myself to be more than just like what I wanted to do. It was like how I saw myself, how everyone else saw me. And it was, I was defined by that. And so, yeah, now I've really just decided that, you know, I'm most happy where I am now. And um, yeah, I felt like working for other people didn't serve me, you know, the way I originally thought it would. So yeah, I'm really happy. I love, I still love fitness and it's still incorporated into my everyday, but I just don't, you know, want to do that as a career anymore. And I feel like I'm helping people in a different way, the way that I am now. So yeah, I love like sharing my kind of story on Instagram. I always have for a really long time. So it's kind of like my outlet for fun. But yeah, so that's, that's me. Love that. And um, yeah, it really seems like you've had such an awesome journey and you've really dipped your toes into a lot of different areas. Um, And so I was wondering, um, you know, what was it like for you when you started showing up on Instagram and what kind of like, how did you get into that? How did you get into the Instagram side of things? Um, And yeah, what was it like for you showing up on social media in that way? It's so funny because like I've had Instagram since day dot I feel like before most people had Instagram I just really liked it but the way that I kind of started to really get into it was when so I graduated high school and I went straight into like a dance company in Brisbane and between getting in and starting I gained like 15 kilos in a really short period of time so I kind of started my dance career being overweight like in the dance world so I was you know, weighed weekly. I was like, all my food was kind of monitored. It was like this really intense period of my life where I felt like I hated my body, first of all. Um, But yeah, I just, I like, I love dancing so much. And I felt like that kind of tainted my love for it. Um, So yeah, I, after I like finished with the dance company, I started exercising in a way that like really benefited me. It made me feel happy. It wasn't strict. And I started to like lose weight just as a repercussion of that. And um, I just shared a before and after photo on Instagram. And this was kind of when like Kayla Tsinas was super big. There was like BBG, like everyone wanted mm-hmm. the bikini body. And so from there, people were like, oh, what, do, what did you do? And I think those questions made me go, oh, I, I want to study to be a personal trainer. I want to help other people. Um, and so, yeah, that's where my Instagram kind of journey started. And it's just funny because like, yeah, it's changed so much from back then. It was, I was like, if I look back at like the first photos that I liked, it's of the, all the like, um, no days off and like the photos of the chicks that are like oh my super God. skinny, ha- like the thigh gap. How and- good is that feature though on Instagram now that you can go it's back? Pretty- like, oh my God, I, I have my account from, you know, that I had since like 2012, my personal account. I went back and it's all of these, like, I used to um, follow all of these like aesthetics pages with like, it was like nail polish and it was like um, high heel shoes. And I'm like, oh my God. So that- cringe. <laughs> yeah Yeah. that's so funny absolutely (laughs) yeah it's it's nice to see that you've come a a long way since then though yeah yeah (laughs) yeah 
So how do you find the confidence to show up with authenticity? Because something I really like about you and your presence on social media is that it feels so real. It feels so authentic. You share so many sides of yourself um, in such a a really empowering way. So how how are you able to do that with such confidence? It's really admirable. Uh, That's so nice. Thanks. I've actually never been asked that question before. That's so interesting. Um, I don't know. I think when I look at who I follow I really love to see that from someone and I know it's this gut feeling I get when I see someone else be their most like vulnerable self or like show up and show you all the phases um, of themselves I feel better about myself so I know that I want someone else to feel better when they look at my Instagram and I just feel like I've done it for so long and and Instagram kind of feels like it's like some of my best friends are from Instagram and they've been my best friends for years. And so it's kind of like, that's how I feel about Instagram is that everyone's your best friend and you don't want to pretend you're someone you're not. Because I've also had in recent years, I've really had to take a look at myself and my friendship groups. And I've been like, you know, there were some friends that I felt like (laughs) I was being a tenth of who I really am to kind of mold into their person. And um, I've since gotten rid of those friendship groups. And yeah, I just feel like such a better, I guess a better person. I, I can be my full self. And I felt like, yeah, same with Instagram. Like you don't want to have to like change yourself. Why don't you just, you know, show up who you are and yeah, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think what you said about building those relationships on Instagram is so true. And when you come at social media from a place of connection and authenticity, I think that's when you are going to make those sorts of friendships um, because it's something I've only just myself really started to experience. You know, there's a few girls who I've been following for like a few years now, and it really feels like we're friends and, you know, we back mm-hmm. each other and we support each other. And it's a really beautiful thing um, that I feel like you can't really do unless you are being yourself. So I love that. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, that's so good. I'm, I'm so glad. I think that's because like Instagram cops a lot of hate a lot of the time, but I think if you can look at it from that perspective and like, you might not have ever found those friendship groups if it wasn't for Instagram. And so, yeah, that's the part that I like truly love about it. So, yeah. Absolutely. Cause I mean, as great as TikTok is for like the laughs and everything, like I'm not really jumping into the DMS and like building a relationship with someone. That's definitely something that happens over Instagram. So I still think that Instagram is such a strong platform for those connections. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's chat about your business now. So you have a, um, like a natural perfume company called your bliss. So tell us all about it. I am so fascinated by this. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, so I started it. We launched literally, I think, the same week that COVID hit. So that was like a super interesting experience. Um, But it was kind of in the works for a year before that. And how it began was I was diagnosed with endometriosis and PCOS. And I had no idea what those things were. And so I kind of did my own research and from my surgeon and doctors and kind of got the gist that like, living a cleaner in quotes lifestyle in terms of like the food that I ate and the products that I consumed or you know were around me even to like the plastics that used in like water bottles and those kinds of things they can affect you if you have these diseases and so I was like it's very overwhelming and I think it's important to do these things if you're going to do them um, in small chunks not all at once because it can be super expensive to change the products you're using so 
yeah, I did it slowly. And I was like deodorant and toothpaste and all of those things. And when I got to perfume, I felt like there was none in Australia that was like a cleaner alternative that still smell like perfume. Cause I didn't want to smell like an essential oil. Um, cause you know, I just, that that's great for some things, but you know, perfume makes you feel sexy and confident and it, it, yeah, it's like, it's the thing that I do that makes me feel like an yeah. outfit is finished. Exactly. Day, right? Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of feel a bit naked without it. And, um, yeah. So when I couldn't find anything, I kind of went into like, Google was my best friend. You know, I, I tried to see if this was something that I could do by myself, um, and I actually went to my dad and I asked him for advice because he's owned businesses my whole life. So I felt like I came from a very entrepreneurial um, family. And yeah, so he kind of helped me to find a manufacturer and, you know, packaging. And it's, yeah, it took like a year. And um, I'm so like proud of the product that's come out at the end because I feel like I wanted it to be like a luxe product. I wanted you to feel like really good when you um, had it on your shelf, but then when you put it on. So yeah, I feel like it smells like a real perfume and it just doesn't have as many of the toxins in it. So that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that is amazing. So it's just so interesting to me that it was really from your own experience, you know, trying to find a natural perfume and you're like, hold on a second. Like there is such a gap here in the Australian market for this. And, you know, it's, it's great that you jumped on that because you know, natural products is such, it's becoming so important to so many people. I feel like a lot more people are really having an awareness around what the products that we're putting on our skin can actually do. So I think honestly, props to you for uh, noticing that gap and going for it. That's amazing. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Um, So what was the, I guess, the conceptualization process like like from when you decided that you were going to do it to actually launching um launching the product what was that actually like um it was super overwhelming like I think if I look back now at everything I yeah I think I'd be like oh do I want to do that because it's so much work (laughs) but um yeah so I literally started googling for someone who could physically make the product because I started actually doing like perfume workshops. I went to like learn how to do it myself. And so that gave me a better understanding, but I knew I wanted it to be like done by a proper chemist because it's actually a science to create a perfume because it's got so many layers. And especially if you want it to like last all day and to smell like a proper perfume. So I literally went around to Sydney, Melbourne, everywhere around where I live and um, met with a few manufacturers and I got samples from them. And they were all quite terrible. If I'm going to be honest, it's not like toilet paper spray. Or like That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this isn't sexy. And um, yeah, so I finally found one um, and it was run by women. It's Australian made. They really like loved, I guess, my story and why I wanted to create it. So they like backed me hundred percent, which they still do today, which I love so much. And um, yeah, then I guess I like found a graphic designer and I said, this is kind of what I want. We created the packaging and the, you know, I guess like the website and all all those kinds of things. And it's just, I think when you think, oh yeah, I'm done. There's so many different levels to creating your business that you just never thought about before. And like, even right now, like I'm two years in and I'm still like, I'm doing a course on wholesaling and getting, you know, cause we're in like 
25 stores at the moment but like I'd love to be in like 300 like that would be you know amazing because you know we're at that stage where we're going from like a small company to you know the bigger the bigger picture um so yeah like it's it's a lot of backwards and forwards more than you'd want but you I think there's that fine line too between wanting something to be like perfect but also just not um stewing on it so much that it never comes out into the world like you need to yeah it's it's um it's a fine line so um yeah absolutely oh my gosh because yeah you want everything to be perfect but then at the end of the day if you don't just take the action do it put it out there then it will never happen and you know at least if it's out there you can always go back and improve it whereas if it's not out there then you've not done anything, but, um, I, I really, really love that. I think that is such an inspiring story. And, um, you know, the fact that you're in 25 stores now, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Like, did you, were you doing outreach for that or did they approach you and, and what was that journey like? Yeah. So like at first I had a couple of stores like reach out to us, which I was like, oh my gosh, who am I? (laughs) These people want me. (laughs) But, um, and so I felt like at the beginning we were kind of like, whoever wants us can have us, which my mindset is very different now because I think, yeah, you have to think about you as a brand, what makes you a brand. Um, and then, you know, do those stores really fit your identity? And if not, then it's a no, but at the beginning, yeah, which we've like, taking a look back now and going okay we need to take a product out of those stores because it doesn't fit with us but um we actually had um I don't know if you've been to whole life but whole life's like a pharmacy health food chain in Australia yeah so they like one of their stores kind of reached out to us and it did really well in the store so the whole brand wanted us in all of their stores so that was amazing because they've got quite a few stores all over Australia so it was kind of that was like a huge chunk for us. And then I would do a bit of reaching out to people like boutiques that I love. Like there's this um, store on the Gold Coast and I'm obsessed with them. And so they were like, yes, we love you too. And so I've made beautiful connections with, um, you know, store owners like that. So yeah, I think it's a combination of both, but it's also like why I wanted to do this course on wholesaling because I like my background isn't business at all. So I feel like every single day I'm learning more and more and I think I'll never stop learning and like also honestly like I cry so many times potentially every day just because you're constantly like second guessing yourself or being like I'm not doing good enough and and all these things that come with it so yes it's just always a learning Wow. And I think that is so inspiring as well. And and probably what does make you such an incredible business owner is that you, you are the sort of person who, you know, learning is such a journey. You've never arrived at the end destination. There's always something else to learn. And I think that is so powerful. Um, So what would you say was the most surprising element of becoming a business owner? Like, was there something that really, that you were quite shocked by or that you didn't expect kind of going into this industry? Um, Yeah, I think like in the first few months after I went full time, I kind of would like do a task and then I'd sit back and go, okay, like what now? And it's that realization that like, there's no one to tell you to keep working or what you're supposed to work on. That's such a different way of thinking. And like, cause I think in all my previous jobs too, I was always like, I'm, I feel like I'm a really hard worker. I always put myself in like the owner's shoes and go, you know, I, I want to be proud of this business. So I'm going to step up and work hard. And I felt like the owners of those businesses never really like 
I didn't feel valued at all. And so when I got, when I decided I was going to work for myself, I was like, I'm going to work really hard for myself and I'm going to value myself. But it is, it's such a transition from working for someone else to yourself. So I think that was a really big realization to me. And it took a long time to be like, okay, how do I manage productivity? Like I'm working, you know, by myself all day. That is intense. And I think that's another reason why sometimes you're like, crying inside because you you can't like talk to anyone about the things that you you know want to talk about it or get opinions and I mean like you can have your family and friends but yeah it's very different because no one really gets it until you're sitting in your own shoes so yeah I think all of that was a big learning for me yeah Yeah, absolutely um and I feel like a lot of listeners of the podcast may be in a situation where, you know, maybe they might have a little bit of a side hustle or they might be um, starting to look outside of their full-time job. So what was that transition like for you, you know, going from a full-time job and then taking the steps to kind of dwindle that down until you're ready to kind of jump in full-time into your business? What was that process like? Yeah, I think it was like, it was quite a long process. So from when I started the business, I guess in 2020, I was working full-time as a cafe manager and I was also teaching bar. That's a um, lot. Yeah, it was. And looking back now, I'm like, how did I do that? Um, But I think when you got to do something, you just do it. It's adrenaline and, you know, everything else. So I ended up leaving the bar job. I went to another cafe that was going to give me a part-time job. So I worked in that for like, I don't know, eight months. And I was just doing both. And, you know, that was like, there's, I guess there's always a part of you that feels like, oh, do I go now or don't I? And it's this, you know, like if I leave now, am I going to, you know, have no income and like, what's going to happen? So I think you, I think you'll know, like it's a gut feeling, but also um, I just think once you commit and you just take the leap of faith, that's when things will change. And it's not until you actually do that, that you'll see the change. It's really scary. It's like jumping into the unknown. Um, But for me, like, so in, for example, last year was my first year going full time. So I would look every month, I'd look at, you know, the month in the past year, and we grew 580% every single month for that. And that was just from me being in the business full time, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and like, and this year it's going to be, you know, we're going to have even bigger goals. And, um, but yeah, I, I obviously couldn't have done that unless, unless I left that job and really put my heart and soul into everything. And it's not to say that like some days I don't go, oh my gosh, would it just be easier to go back and work with someone else? Because I do think that, but I also am like super grateful for where I am. And I just think, yeah, like I actually, I think I wrote an Instagram post about this last night, but there's always that fear that you're going to fail. And the way that I look at it now is like, you know, you can look at it two ways is that number one, you're going to succeed beyond your wildest dreams, you know, do the thing that you wanted to do and you won't be thinking, will I, won't I anymore? Or you can look at it that if you do fail, they're just lessons learned that you never would have learned before that could take you into a new path that wouldn't have been possible unless you learn those failures. So that's how I look at it now. And it really helps me like on a day to day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is such a powerful way to look at things. Um, and I guess that kind of brings me on to my next question, um, which is like, how do you find being a business owner, like 
how do you kind of keep your mindset where it needs to be to kind of, you know, set your goals and show up every day? Like what are the sort of practices that you do um, to keep yourself motivated? And yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's funny because like, I've been obviously like really sick for the last few months and prior to being sick, I was in a real lull. I felt unmotivated. I was questioning like everything that I did. And I almost feel like that time that I had off um, because of being sick, like a forced um, break was what I needed to feel like re-inspired. So I think taking breaks is super important um, because it's hard, especially like when you work from home, work for yourself, it's hard to like switch off. Mm -hmm. Um, But then like on a day-to-day basis, um, I make sure that I have a routine because I don't, I don't feel as productive if I don't have my routine. So things like getting up, moving, I journal every day. I listen to podcasts, especially like I love business podcasts where you can because it, it, when you're working for yourself, you're all in your own head. So hearing other people, you know, speaking out loud about their own experiences is really helpful to know that you're the same as everyone else. You, you think the same, you feel the same. So um, yeah, they're super important for me. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that links so well to my next question. And I love asking right? this question because it's, <laughs> it's so fascinating to me, but like, what is your morning routine? Like, what is that practice that you're like, yep, today is going to be a good day. Like, I just am so, so nosy when it comes to other people's morning <laughs> routines. I, I'm the exact same way. Cause I think you always want to be like, oh, I always want to, you know, up my productivity level. So how can I do that? Like, I love watching there's so many like YouTube videos of like the billionaires morning routine, like what did they do to, you know? And it's like, so interesting. I'm, yeah. So yeah, like I, um, I've just started back in my morning routine and I've just, it helps me with my mental health more than anything, because I feel like prior to having morning, morning routine, I don't know, you just feel like you don't have as much, maybe not as much purpose, like as soon as you get out of bed. So yeah, I get up at like 5am I go to the gym and I always listen to my body. So depending on how I feel, I'm a, I'm the kind of person who I always switch up how I move my body. So I do like mm-hmm. F45 or I go to the actual gym or go to a bar, Pilates, go for a walk, those kinds of things. And yeah, I take my puppies for a walk. I sit down in the sun and I journal and that's different every day too. Like I usually like to do like a gratitude section and like, what are my intentions for the day? How do I want to show up? Because I think, Um, when you set that intention is, you know, it's super important for the whole rest of your day, how it looks. Um, And then, yeah, I have breakfast, make coffee, and then I sit down and I do my to-do list for the day. And that's something else that like, I've I've kind of always been like a list kind of person, but since working for myself, that is so important because I'm the kind of person who I go off on tangents and I find it really hard to stay. Yeah, you do. Okay, great. Amazing. <laughs> yep, yep. So, the intention is good. Yeah. Like the intention is to be productive and get the work done, but then like something will just snag my attention and I'm like, oh, time to go down this rabbit hole for two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel you. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I guess that's, that's a really interesting point as well. Like being your own boss, what are some of the practices that you do each day to keep yourself accountable? Because that is bloody tough. Like I got a taste of it during lockdown and it was so hard to actually, you know, I always thought like, oh, if I was my own boss, I would get so much done. I would be so productive. And then you actually do it. And you're like, oh my God, 
what am I, what do I need to do with my time? So what are some of the things that you do to actually manage your time, keep yourself accountable and feel good at the end of the day? Like feel like, yes, this was a good day. I'm like proud of myself. Yeah. yeah it's so funny. Cause like working from home too. And I'm one of these people that I like to do 10 things at once because I feel like that makes me feel more productive, which is I've had to change that because it's definitely counterproductive. But yeah, like, cause if you're at home, um, you can be working and then in the middle of something like your laundry could go off and then you're like, Oh, just like put the clothes out and stuff like that. So if I, the night before, I always make sure that my space is super clean because that's something I get very distracted by. So if I do that, I know I'm going to have a more productive day. If I sit down first thing and write out my to-do list and I usually will like, I'm very, <laughs> I do too many things on my to-do list. I'm one of those people. Same. So I like, look, okay. <laughs> I, I look it's like wishful thinking, before. right? I know. You think, oh my gosh, if I get this done, I'm going to feel so good. But yeah. then you're always kind of setting yourself up for failure because yeah. you don't usually complete it. But the thought's there. So yeah. Um, yeah, like I do that. And then I've also just, um, I don't know if you've heard of the app Notion. Love Notion. I am a Notion fangirl. I bloody love it. I only recently discovered it and it's kind of changed my life. Um, So I feel like that's a great place to have like everything in one space. So I'm always like, uh, and I'm also a visual person. So I have like a, a diary that I actually physically write in and then on my computer I have Notion. So yeah, doing those things and making sure I actually give myself a break. So I go, Oh, I'll have lunch at this time. Um, rather than just whenever, you know? So, um, yeah, if I do all those things, then, you know, I usually, and depending on the day, I, sometimes I'll I'll work way after the five or sometimes I'll work till two, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. I like that having that freedom a little bit. Um, so yeah, it just depends how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Some great tips in there. Um, so as a business owner, what would you say is your favorite part or the most rewarding part for you doing what you currently do? Um, I guess that's such a good question. Um, I think being able to make something with that, the, the end product is like, it's all of you into something like, it feels a bit like your baby, which I feel like I've never had that experience before where I'm like, okay, I've put something out into the world and it's wholeheartedly me and I I feel really proud of it. And so it's, it's easy to like sell something that you're really proud of and genuinely love. Um, So for me, it like, it never really feels like hard work because yeah, it's, it's something you're really proud of. So I like, the whole from concept to actually holding the product in my hand is like it's your thoughts down into something that's physical, um, which is really, really cool. Cause like right now, for example, we're creating a new scent that should be out soon. And that's our first new scent in the like, cause we have, we have five at the moment and that was all um, at the start when we, when we launched. So this is our first new one. And that's been really fun again to like go from, oh, what, what do I kind of want it to smell like? going backwards and forwards with samples and then coming up with their name and, and what it's going to look like and that kind of thing. So I think all that stuff is like really fun. Cause I feel like I'm, cre- I'm a creative person. So getting to do a bit of both, it really 
um, makes you makes you think and that's yeah. like that's great because I, I don't want to ever just like coast in life I want to be like challenged and I want to do things that are like really excite me so yeah, yeah I really like that yeah that's awesome so you um you manage a lot of the creative side of the business then a lot of the marketing and that kind of thing yeah that's all me um but yeah so I I feel like that's the part that I like find easy and enjoy it's the other stuff that I've really had to like learn so um yeah I try to try to know everything you know in the business yeah yeah um so what would be your advice to someone who maybe is in a similar position as to what you were in like February 2020 what would be your advice to someone like that or even to yourself if you could go back and give yourself some advice um I think you can never do enough enough research number one I think yeah, don't, don't think you've learned everything. Try to learn as much as you can. But the other thing I wish I'd known back then was to, I know this sounds like it's not very positive, but um, don't put your trust into everyone because I was young. I'm a woman. I was quite naive. So some things that I did, I felt like, which is all learning. So you don't, you, you look back and you go, I wish I had done it the same because, you know, I've learned from that. But yeah, I definitely was just like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. So other people will know what they're doing. And um, yeah, you can lose money that way. You can lose time that way. So I think, um, yeah, like listen to your gut because sometimes I wish I'd really done that. And um, I do it. I do it a lot now and I really back myself now. So I think that's really important (laughs) always. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I've listened to, I listened to an, ep- a, a different podcast interview that you did on the rise and conquer podcast. And you were talking about, um, self-development and, um, ha- what that's done for you. And I was just wondering if you could kind of talk a little bit about your journey with self-development and how that's, um, helped you with your mindset and helped you get to get you to where you are now. Yeah. Honestly, it's been really important. And like, I actually was quite lucky and I feel like I grew up in a household who really that was like nurtured in us that's which so was good. awesome yeah like lots of the self-help books that I like have read were uh, you know there when I was like nine ten years old um in you know in my family home so um I kind of always like knew about it but I didn't really take it seriously until I probably did that course um yeah. with the rise and conquer And that made me really look at things in a different light. And I think being more specific with the things that I wanted rather than just being like, "Mm, I want to start a business, like putting things like out into the universe a bit more and and actually taking like actionable steps towards them. Um, And I don't know, it's just made me feel like more fulfilled as a person because I look back previously when I didn't really mindfulness is like blah, <laughs> like do you know what I mean oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> like or, or woo-woo or whatever you want to want to call mm-hmm. it um but when you actually like implement those practices into your life it like makes all of the difference so yeah I think if if people are like on the edge about mm, should I like dabble my toes I think a hundred percent um yeah, it's just, it's really like, I think it's awesome because I have so many journal entries as well. Um, previously, like most of the things that I wanted have come true. 
oh, which I was literally that. writing today. Yeah. So I like, and I'm like, well, if this has happened now, like I, the sky's the limit on the, the places you can go. So yeah, yeah never, never put a box around yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of the sky being the limit, what is coming up next for you and your business and your social media? Like what have you got coming up? Um, so yeah, I have really big goals this year, but I, you know, like with your bliss, we kind of did a bit of a, at the start of the year, I was like, okay, where do I kind of see all of this going? And we've kind of just taken some steps to make sure that, you know, like those big places like Mecca and Sephora are where the business will be sitting. So, you know, I, I feel like when I started your bliss too, it was, it's very, it's very me. It's pink. It's very like bright and, you know, those kinds of things. But, um, you know, that was, it actually started in 2019. So I feel like I've changed a lot since then. So we've kind of started making changes to the business that are going to reflect me and where we're going um, in the future. So I'm really excited about that because I feel like, yeah, when I started, I never thought, oh, we would sit in Mecca or Sephora. But now, you know, I feel like, there's no end to, you know, where we could go. So that's something I'm really excited for, for us. And for me, that's, I don't know, like I put myself, I'm like in my business so much, um, but, you know, like I really want to travel more this year. That's something like, because we've been in COVID mm-hmm. for so long. So I'm actually going on my honeymoon, which is <gasps> two, it's been two years since I got oh married. Oh my gosh. So. Oh my gosh. Where are you going? Yeah, so we're going to Florida in the US um, and LA. So, because so I actually exciting. live there. Yeah, I'm so excited. My husband's never been. Wow. So that's, and we're going, we're literally spending, this is uh, me in a nutshell, but we're spending um, like nine days at Disney. <gasps> so that's, that's how we. I are love in that. Relationship. You're a okay, great, great kind of couple. <laughs> So yeah, it's going to be theme parks and we're going to be like big kids. But yeah, so our honeymoon is going to be so fun. We're there for like three weeks. So oh that's what gosh. I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, that is absolutely bloody beautiful. I honestly love that. Like what better way to spend your honeymoon than just having an absolute ball? Because oh, yeah, I just think that's amazing. I think I that it. sounds way more fun to me than just like sitting on a beach. Oh, you know? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, a beach is nice for like one day, but mm-hmm. you know, you've got to go on the rides and like have fun and you know, oh, it's just, that's just so exciting. <laughs> yeah. So I think like, yeah, this year for me is just, I'm working on my business, but I'm also going to reward myself at the end yeah. of the year with a nice holiday. So yeah. <laughs> that's super exciting. Um, yeah. So this is the Mester Success Podcast. So even though we are, you know, we're getting our goals, we are smashing it, we're killing it, we are living our best lives, we are still real people and we still have, you know, our guilty pleasures and, you know, just our recommendations. So um, at the end of the podcast, we always talk about a guilty pleasure or recommendation. So um, if you wanted to think about yours for a little longer, I can go first with my recommendation. Yeah, yeah. let's hear okay. yours. Yeah. So mine is like a pretty basic one. It's just a recommendation, but basically I have been going on this new thing, what I call an empowerment walk. And it's where I like, I found this playlist on Spotify and it's like 
she's a badass or like she's a queen or something <laughs> like that. And it's just all of the like most cliched, like pump up, like fe- like female empowerment music ever. And I just go on this walk and I like swish my hips around and I'm like on this walk and I'm like mouthing all of the words. I must look like an idiot, but <laughs> it just makes me feel so good. Like I get back from these walks and I'm like, yes, I could literally do anything like CEO. Like I just feel on top of the world. So that is my recommendation for the week. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. I'll have to um, get that off you. Yes. It like time. <laughs> Do it. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I think I, I've kind of got two. Yes, please um, share them all. So, so this year I kind of set like I set a random New Year's resolution, which was to like read a book a month, which I've like I've never been a huge reader. Um, but I've actually been reading like almost two a month. So I'm like super proud of my goal. Um, but I actually read, the last book I read was um, by the, actually the CEO of Walt Disney. Um, and so it's called The Ride of a Lifetime. And I know it sounds like it, I, I was very like, mm, don't know how it's going to go. But it was, it's more than just like a business or leadership book. It was just like super, super interesting. So um, yeah, I just love the story and it, it really talks, he talks more about the pitfalls and the failures, I think, than the successes, which I really love because you always look at people who are in a high, you know, position like that and go, oh my gosh, like you just must be killing it. So yeah. I found, found that really interesting. Um, and then, well, I've been loving Animal Crossing on yes! my husband's Nintendo Switch. So, <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> I love that. I actually had that on this podcast as my guilty pleasure, like a month ago when I had COVID, like I was playing it the whole week. It is such a good game to just switch off, relax and just enjoy. I love those kinds of games. Yeah. I'd never, like I saw everyone posting that, especially over COVID and I was very late to the game and cause I didn't have a switch, but I stole my husband's and now we call it mine. But um, it's just, it's such a wholesome thing to spend your time. And it's yeah. Switch off from like reality. So yeah. I feel like that's my favorite thing to do at like the end of the day. Oh my gosh. Well, I absolutely love that. And honestly, it has been such a delight having you on the podcast. You have shared so much valuable information. Like I honestly think the listeners are going to absolutely devour this episode so thank Thank you you. so much and can you just share with everyone where they can find you on social media sure so my personal instagram is um at maddie burton fitness and then my um business page is at your bliss underscore beauty so yeah you can find me there great and everything will of course be linked below so thank you so much for listening and be sure to check everything out um for maddie Thanks for finishing another episode of the Mess to Success podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you followed or subscribed to the podcast and rated it five stars. Don't forget to tag me if you're listening or share this podcast with a friend who might like it. You can find me on social media at Jordan K Creative on Instagram and TikTok. And feel free to visit my website, jordankcreative.com, if you're looking for any of my free resources. You're absolutely incredible for listening, and I'll be back next Friday.